Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money. This is the podcast where we discuss the business of being a tile contractor. My name is Luke Miller and I'm your host today. I'm on a mission to help tile contractors everywhere. I wanna see you grow profitable, sustainable businesses. The type of business that is good for you and your family, the, the type of business that is good for the communities you live and work in, and the type of business that is good for the tile industry at large. Thank you for letting me know that this podcast is helping you. Thank you for taking part in the discussions on in, inside our Facebook group, Tile Money, uh, Instagram page, Tile Money, and everywhere else we are online. I truly appreciate you. So today's episode is sponsored by the NTCA and the National Tile Contractors Association. You know, they're the oldest and largest association uh, for tile contractors in the United States. Uh, if you join the NTCA, you get instant access to people that you really want to know. You know, I talk about the five people you should be hanging around, the five people who you can look up to, the five people who you can um, have conversations with that will uh, put you in the right mindset. And this is where that happens. Uh, it all starts with the NTCA because there's so many contractors that are running successful businesses uh, for, in some case, generations. So to my knowledge, this is the largest org organization of its kind for tile contractors. And the benefits are many. You can listen to the interview with Jim Olson that I did last fall and get to know some of more about the NTCA. So check that out on, on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. I believe that was in September or October of 2019. All right. So in today's episode, we've got another great interview. Uh, I actually interviewed Sarah Hurtado. Uh, she's a professional marketing manager for IQ Power Tools. And we had a great conversation. I know you're going to benefit from today's conversation. She actually uh, shed some great insights into the correct marketing mindset that we should all have. We discussed some tools that you can and should be using for your business, for marketing your business today. So I know you're going to benefit from listening to today, today's interview. All right. Enjoy this interview, guys. We'll talk to you uh, um, during the Tile Money Tip. <laughs> All right, Tile friends, welcome back to another Facebook Live with Tile Money. I'm your host, Luke Miller. Today, we've got another great guest. We have Sarah Hurtado from IQ Power Tools. I'm going to bring her into the studio right now, and we're going to talk about all things marketing. Sarah is a marketer, a professional marketer for the company IQ Power Tools, so I'm excited to be able to pick her brain. Uh, let me bring her in right now. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing really good. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Um, Thanks for having me on. This is oh. exciting. My first interview, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad that you are willing to do this. You know, um, we have been talking about all things marketing here for about three weeks now, and I, I really view it's, think it's such an important subject for tile contractors. So before we get into it, though, Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Where are you at in the world? What are you doing? So Sarah Hurtado, like you said, I work for IQ Power Tools as their marketing and communications ma uh, manager. Basically, I always say if it has our logo on it, I probably either designed it or put it out there. Um, I live in Southern California. Um, I have an art background. I started actually in graphic design and that kind of pushed me into marketing and I kind of fell in love with the whole concept of how you bring a brand 
to life. It's not just the artwork. It's not just the product itself, but the whole mix of it all together and how you can bring that to the market started to intrigue me. And I've, you know, with IQ become super passionate about it and found my true calling. And it's been awesome to be able to bring that design aspect into it and to talking about it and really, you know, spreading our message to the world, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. Sounds like you found a really a nice dream job there for yourself. A good fit. Yes. I'm super passionate about IQ. They found me at the perfect time in my life and in my career. And it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a roller coaster of just bringing all these new innovative tools to market. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. How long did you say, I'm sorry, how long have you worked for them? I just hit my four-year mark. Congratulations. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, actually, I'm pretty new to the marketing world in general. I've only been, been doing graphic design for about eight years now and then fell into marketing. So about four years. So I'm okay. still new, still learning a lot. But I mean, I think with marketing, every day you learn something new. Can't be stagnant. And I think that goes for any industry, really. So. Seems like the, the the marketing world is is ever evolving quickly, yes, especially right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's really cool. You know, it, it's amazing. Um, you know, you've been with IQ for four years. When when did the IQ saw kind of tile saw come come about? Was that about four years ago? Five it years. It was. Ago? It was. I specifically it has a special place in my heart because the tile saw started. Uh, that was my first project. That was my first baby with IQ. Okay. Um, it was already in production, but when I started was when we first brought what I call the Frankenstein version of our product. We went to our very first coverings. I think I was, I don't know, a month and a half within the company and it was my very first trade show ever. It was the first time I brought the tile saw, the light. I mean, the thing was all metal. I mean, it was just super Frankenstein. And so being able to see where it is, you know, that day to now is just, insane and then with what we have coming out in the tile industry which we released you know that sneak peek at surfaces the new smaller tile saw like it's just been amazing to see the journey that we've gone within the tile industry incredible incredible and somebody in the facebook group just said you know your marketing is on point and i and that's really (laughs) the reason i i bring it up sarah is um i don't you know i don't remember ever a saw you know coming out with such strong force and within uh, just a few, you know, you know, a few years, you've really like turned the market on its you know head. I mean, I, I know my, I've seen a review from the IQ and the, and the Dewalt and in my mind, you cannot compare the IQ to anything because it is so different, but all that being said, doesn't matter if the marketing wasn't there, nobody would know about it. Right. And it, it still kind of shocks me when people are, are still learning about it today. Um, but it, you know, it is four years, four or five years on the market. So the reason I, you know, say all this is what kind of marketing strategies did you implement to get there in that short amount of time? Well, first, I mean, I have to give credit to, you know, my president and my company in general. It's an easy tool to market if we're being honest, you know, uh, the backbone to IQ is that our innovation and that is near and dear to our heart. But even behind that is that we're people. We're not a huge conglomerate, you know, this big, huge company. Like we're essentially almost like a small business. Like honestly, there's like 20 of us right okay. now. 
you know, and we are able to have that one-on-one engagement with our end users and our dealers and, you know, our customers and really grow what I call a fan base. It's not even like a customer base. I look at it as a fan base and people that are, you know, see the innovation, see what it does for their business and want to use it to its full ability and brag about it mm-hmm. and kind of create this fandom, you know, and this, you know, this ness, I like to say, you know, people just are excited about the brand, just yeah. as excited as I am. And I think that kind of has been our tone. Mm-hmm. And even from when I, you know, before I started with IQ, they've always been about, you know, you have to see it to believe it. You know, our saws are so innovative that I could talk about it. But if you don't see it, it's just words. You don't, nobody's going to believe me. Like we still to this day, like you said, it's been four years, but we could go to, you know, a trade show and cut and people are like, well, where's the water? And I'm like, there's no water, you know, but there is, but there's not. (laughs) And they're like, is it wizardry? Is it magic? I'm like, no, like I promise you, there's no water. Do not put water on the saw or you'll break it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, I think our strategy really has been to evolve from just the trade shows and push that even farther using social media. And when I started, we weren't really on that social media. Like we had, you know, the basic Facebook page, basic LinkedIn page. But what I've done is I really tried to, you know, promote that and use that to the ability as far as I can. And I've learned something recently that is kind of stuck with me is that a lot of companies are on social media, but they're not using social media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is that difference and what does that look like? And, you know, are you that person that's just posting sporadically or, you know, whatever versus having a strategy and really showing up and engaging with people that follow you? And I've taken a lot of pride in our social media. And I do think that that has really pushed us, you know, within each industry to be real and show that we're a company who cares. And there are people, you know, on the other side of the phone, when you guys call in with tech support issues or whatever, or there's nobody else on the other side of that computer screen, if it's a Instagram message or whatever it is, like we're true people and that we care and that we are building these tools to better the industry as a whole, not to just put a dollar in our pocket. Because we truly believe not only in the innovation, but in the fact of the health aspect of it. Silica is a terrible, nasty thing. And the more we can get people to understand that, the better. And not just because we sell tools that solve that problem, but because we want the industry to grow. And we have new people coming in. We have apprentices coming into masonry, tile, hardscape, you know, these industries that we want they could be doing it for an even longer period of time. So I think our, you know, really for us, it's been just to showcase our tools, whether it be digital, you know, and on video just as much as possible and to get people talking about it. And and again, creating this fandom because people trust other people. People aren't going to trust me because I'm IQ and I'm obviously going to say that we're the best because I work and they, you know, they pay my, they do my paycheck, you know, versus, you know, another contractor who, you know, you shoot the shit with and you have beers with, and he's like, Hey, I love IQ. Then you're going to have a better connection and a realness, you know, and we want to encourage that and nurture that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I love everything you're saying, you know, you're saying fandom, um, 
you know, I, I use another term called super fans. Uh, you yeah. probably heard of that one. Super fans. Who are super fans? Well, they're the fans that that you've developed and, and really nurtured by showing up on that, you know, on social media, on Instagram, showing up. What does that mean? That means commenting, exactly. having, com- having short conversations, having long conversations, exchanging phone numbers, doing all this stuff that really is taking it to that next level because anybody can post a photo and, and disappear. And I've had that experience there where I've actually messaged companies and people that I wanted to connect with and, and crickets for forever. And yeah. so there's no connection there. There's no person. It's like, well, that's just a machine. It might as well be because I don't I, like who knows, you know? Yeah. Or you get somebody who doesn't, it's like the lowest person on the totem pole and they're like, oh, I'll get back to you. Right. And then it's like, well, that's hard too. And it could be, it could be, you know, any industry really. Like, I mean, you call, for example, you call your cable company yeah. and you are put on hold forever. And that's terrible. Like yeah. you want to bring that realness and that super fandom and everything into play for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. And, and this is something that, you know, contractors definitely need to be doing. They definitely need to be implementing this, you know, being aware of how people can message you. You know, there's, and, and I get it, right. There's a ton of different ways. There's yeah. Yelp. There's, you know, uh, there's all these other platforms like, um, Pows, there's, you know, Instagram messaging, Facebook mm-hmm. messaging, mm-hmm. all these messaging. And it's not always easy to keep track of, but you have, if you're going to be there and if you're going to have a presence, mm-hmm. you need to know, know how people are getting a hold of you possibly. Cause I've 100%. actually experienced like Yelp, for example, like months will go by and I'll be like, Oh, I missed six, you know, potential mm-hmm. leads because I wasn't paying attention to this app, you know, or whatever. So yeah, what are some, uh, yeah, for sure. What are some other ways that you can think of that tile contractors should be imitating, you know, kind of, or, 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 you know, doing different things to uh, bolster their marketing? Well, I think for sure, um, I've noticed that a couple contractors here and there, different parts of the country, don't even have a website. Mm-hmm. Like that, right there, you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Like we live in a time where you need to be digital. And I'm not saying that you need to drop all your tile, you know, work and go make some elaborate website. But I am suggesting that you, as a, as a company, you need to think about the company as a whole, not just that you set tile. Right. You know, get that website, get that storefront, because you could be the best tile setter in the whole world, but if nobody can find you, then what good is that going to do? Right. So I would suggest that contractors, you know, build themselves a simple website, get digital, Get, you know, if you want to pick one social media platform, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and show up, like we were saying earlier, be on it, you know, even if it is once a week or whatever, like people will start to develop that, you know, that routine of knowing that they can, you know, hear your content or see you and have that face to face, get your face on camera, you know, and be able to be found and to really focus on, you know, local SEO and local community building so that because you like you're in Florida, you don't need to, you know, contract business necessarily down here by me. That's not necessarily going to help you. But if you're focusing, you know, in your 50 mile radius, 100 mile radius, and you're pushing your local SEO and your local Google store and your website there, that's going to be more beneficial for you. Yeah. So I highly recommend that contractors, you know, and any, any industry really start looking at their company as a whole and, you know, taking the marketing lessons 
finding steps to better their business and not just their trade. Don't get me wrong. I want people to, you know, continue education, CTI, do what they need to do to be the best that they can be. But I think we need to pull the other side of their business and how are those certifications going to make you money? Well, it's getting out there and telling people you have those certifications. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%, Sarah. You know, that's why I really did start the, uh, the Tile Money podcast because I, I felt like we we do need to spend more time on on this subject marketing yeah. business everything and I want to encourage the audience go ahead and uh, put a question for Sarah or myself yeah, in, in the in the um, question box there or, or the feed whatever you call it there on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's it's funny you mentioned the website thing you know I I, I remember for years um, you know even recently. Going into a, a tile supplier like Tileco, uh, Dell Tile, wh- wherever you buy your tile or, or materials, and and looking at the business cards, and I encourage anybody to go in and do that today. You will notice one out of ten has a website listed. You know, maybe two yeah. out of ten, and yeah. it's crazy. What that means, though, is it's like it's easy picking. You know, it's it's very easy to kind of stand out from everybody um, just by having a website and having a nice website and it's very easy nowadays simple you- website a simple easy website that's like a boom 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 one yeah. two three you don't need to you know cloud it up yeah. or spend too much time on it like there's so many programs that you could do it for free yeah you know and just get your face out there i would say if you're strapped for cash uh get the google my business website because <laughs> that's yeah that's the google you know that's who you're trying to play with anyways they're the biggest you know uh player out there so you want to do everything Google, you know, YouTube, uh, if you can, um, Google my business, fill that out, make weekly updates. Um, you know, they will give you a free little one page website. It's very basic, but Hey, that's really all you need to start. Upload a couple nice photos. You can even upload videos, stuff like that. Exactly. If you want to take it further, you can contact me. I actually have happy where we'd sell websites. Cause I saw it as such a need in the industry. Oh, I did not know that. That's excellent. But yeah, yeah, yeah trying to trying to help tile contractors however I can and uh, get them leads and get them uh, up and running. And what's amazing, Sarah, is like you were saying, you know, getting that local SEO is so important. And we've actually helped people rank number one on okay. their local page within a few weeks um, to like six weeks. You know, it's not that's not common. That's pretty uncommon. But just in this a couple particular instances. There was nobody who had a tile website. So Google is actually, they want to. They're know, looking for it. They, yeah, they're looking they for it. They want it. And yeah. like, people in your neighborhood, in your community, you don't realize are looking for these questions in these places and a contractor. But if you're not there, you're just missing out on the yeah. easiest leads right there. Yeah. So what are some other things you've noticed, um, you know, being that you've been working really you know, closely and paying close attention to tile contractors. Uh, what are some other things that you notice that you wish you could help them out with today? Um, and that's probably my art brain is going to be talking, but I wish that I could go help so many people just, you know, with their logo and their marketing materials, just like the basics and how to showcase their work in a way. Um, I just, I feel like a lot of people's like pictures are you know, in the dark and you can't even see the tile work, you know, stuff like that. And really just showcasing people and putting that strong foot forward, especially like to me, tile, the tile industry is a little bit more cleaner and prettier per se than, you know, maybe masonry or whatever, not just like still love them, but 
it's a it's more of a craftsman work. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like when these logos and these you know business cards whatever go out that are like a hot mess, you know, I'm like, ugh, you have beautiful tile work, but you can't even design this logo. Yeah. It just I feel like it's not a good step forward. So really thinking about what your overall appearance is, especially when you're selling something of beauty, you know, yeah. yes, yeah. it's craftsmanship, but people are expecting this beautiful bathroom or kitchen or whatever after the fact. And they're, you know, first, first appearances mean a lot. Yeah. So if you, know, you go in there with this, you know, handwritten sketch of a proposal or bid or whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah. maybe not the best, you know, best foot forward. So I would definitely, you know, just take a step back and look at your business, you know, from that first, you know, that first view, that first introduction, like, is your company being presented as a whole the way that you would want it? Mm-hmm. How would you like to even go back? Like if you were the homeowner or the architect or whoever, and you saw my proposal, you know, what would you think? Like, what is that feedback going to look like? And then yeah. how do I implement it? Make changes. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, Sarah. Where, um, if somebody wanted to improve their logo and they just don't know where to go, would you send them to some place in particular? Would you tell them to shop local? What would you tell them? I mean, I would definitely uh, shop local and see, you know, it can't hurt to, you know, go on Facebook and look for recommendations. I know a lot of people do that on the side. I mean, I freelance on the side once in a while because okay. I like to color. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that will never leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, there's so many different websites that offer them for relatively good pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, like, uh, Fiverr is a good one. There's a bunch out there. Mm-hmm. I don't have one that I love per se because I always just end up doing my own. Um, mm-hmm. but I would definitely just take a look and make sure that, you know, it's clean and it's not, I know a lot of people like get all excited with the bells and whistles and what can be with graphic design, but. Um, a quick note that I always think when I'm, you know, doodling or whatever is that when you make a logo, you want to make sure that it's readable and black and white. Mm. So if you were to, you know, invert it or whatever, okay. and small and itty bitty, you want it to still be clean and legible and not, you know, all frou-frou with all these, you know, added things that once you go black and white, it all disappears. So mm. just maybe keep that tip in mind when, you know, shopping around for a logo update. That's a good tip. And so, so kind of cleaner look. Um, yeah. uh, the simpler, the better. Okay. You know, some stuff looks cool and that's great, you know, for an added poster or website thing, but your actual logo, I would suggest keeping it as simple as possible so that, you know, depending on what forum it's put on, whether it be a digital or a print or a shirt or, you know, whatever, it can be cleaned up easily. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Would you recommend, um, you know, if, if somebody's going to be putting logos on their shirt or their truck, would you recommend putting the website, um, the, the phone number or, or the Instagram tag? What, what I would do, do it where you're most present. Okay. So, I mean, you could put Instagram on there, but if you never show up to Instagram, then that's, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just going to piss people off that go to your, you know, go to your <laughs> page and you don't respond. So I would suggest, you know, if you prefer phone and talk to people, then put your phone number. Um, As a consumer, I would go website first and see, you know, what that looks like before I had to talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, Go.
go to where you Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. Am I on Can you hear me? Yeah, you froze up I'm for back. a minute, but you're, we're back. We're still live. So. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay, my bad. <laughs> well, those are good. Those are really good tips. I, I really appreciate you, you know, shedding some light on, on this kind of thing. So what kind of resources uh, would you point us towards? Books you like, um, websites, any, any sort of blogs you follow, uh, YouTube channels? Um, my number one is I'm obsessed with the Marketing Book Podcast. I, you know, listen every morning while I'm putting my face on and everything. Um, it's great. And it, you know, takes some marketing books and really like just simplifies them for you in an interview form. He has an interview with the author and they just go over the key points. And what I've kind of learned is that it's awesome to read books and follow things that aren't necessarily in a specific industry because you can pull so many ideas from different industries, whether like right. I can ideas from, you know, retail or fishing or, you yeah. know, food that people are doing outside of our industry. But I'm like, that's a genius idea. How do I incorporate it into a manufacturer's, you know, marketing plan and whatnot? Um, some good books would be Iconic. That was a great book. Um, Unbranding. That one is an easy read for people. It's usually my, it was my airplane book for okay. a while when we were a uh, trade show busy. But it gives you like, um, you know, three or four page stories about different brands that do things that are great and do things that fail miserably. And how do you learn from these lessons? And I think it's great, you know, to see both sides of the scale, see what works and what doesn't, you know, because it's always a learning process. Um, but my, my other suggestion would be to look at trade shows outside of the tile industry. For example, I just went to the social media expo down in San Diego a few months back and it was insane. I learned so much and I've been doing this for years, but I was still like just overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge that people had to share yeah. and how you could, again, use these ideas from different networks, different platforms, different industries and mold them to fit your own style and your own needs. And I would highly suggest, you know, contractors looking at stuff like that as a tool for their business versus just like a fun, you know, I got to go away or whatever, but learning tools like this that would better their business in, in a very quick way. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Look to other industries, get involved with, with the marketing communities that, do, that do exist, whether that be a in-person event, that's a great idea. Um, yeah. I went to a podcasting conference here a few, like just before everything kind of went crazy in, in March. But, um, you know, that was fun. That was eye opening because that was you know, a lot about marketing and, and social media and stuff. I learned a lot there. Um, Facebook groups, you could probably find some marketing Facebook groups, advertising, things of this nature. Those are all really good ideas. And um, I'm definitely going to check out that podcast. I, I think I had heard of that, but I've never listened to it. The Marketing Book Podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's really good. The guy's pretty funny. And right now they're doing one that's like marketing book quarantine or something like that. And they just sits and drinks with authors and they just talk about, you know, books and marketing. So it's, it's pretty funny. But I, good. yeah, I do recommend it. And I do recommend checking out that social media conference because like there's, I think we have just not even tapped what we can do as this industry 
and really just, you know, blow it out of the water. Like, I don't know if you've heard, there's a story of this guy, uh, Mark Sheridan, I think is his name, Marcus mm-hmm. Sheridan. You yeah. heard Yep, yep. Yeah, with that whole story and how he, all he did was go online, show up and answer questions. And yeah. he became the number one, like, cool company in the entire world, or not world, you, you know, United States Nation. or whatever. And it's just basically him showing up. Yeah. That's, so. that's it. Show up. Uh, yeah. Make sure, you know, you're, you, you know, I, I love what you said at the beginning, by the way, I meant to comment on it. You know, you know, you really love IQ saws and, and you feel um, you're so proud to be part of that. You know, it reminded me of what Anthony Moses said, who's a great contractor out of Baton Rouge. He's like, I am the number one contractor in Baton Rouge. And it's like, and he said, that's my opinion. I'm like, that's great. You should have that opinion. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I would hope that everybody thinks that they're the best at what they're doing and they continue to try to be the best. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm super passionate about IQ and what I do there. Like, we joke that I bleed orange. Like, I'm, like, I, I, I feel like I birthed these tools. Like, I love them so much. Like, you should see me geek out when we like finish a manual or the packaging. Like, our warehouse team knows that they better call me as soon as our very first package, you know it's there so I can see what it looks like and everything like that. And I think that that speaks volumes to who our company is as a whole and how real we are and how much like we're family and we are doing things because we believe in them. And I think that that transcends into what contracted themselves just as much and really doing what they can to bring that realness and that transparency and that trust out to their consumers, whether it be homeowners, architects, whoever, if they're just real, then that has so much more value than I think people think at first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I was going to talk about mindset. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. You know, do not be afraid to just be yourself. Um, we all struggle with this. I struggle with this, right? It, it's hard you know, going live, uh, making videos, talking in general to people. Yes. <laughs> it's hard. You want, you, your instinct is like to put on a front and be like, I am Mr. Professional. But nobody responds to that. They're yeah. going to respond better if you, if you trip a little on your way up or just be yourself. You know, they're going to see, they're going to know, Hey, this they guy want that realness. They, they crave it. And like yeah. this like forum is perfect. Like we have this almost like we're eye to eye type situation and it's so much more real. Versus, you know, some fancy, you know, polished marketing video about marketing. This is what people want. They want a real conversation. This is what I would listen to, you know, and I think that, again, that realness transcends everything else. Very cool, Sarah. Well, I, I, I truly appreciate uh, you, and it looks like you have a fan base here. I, I wish. Oh, I love it. I just read one. That's so sweet. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I wish we had um, their name. Uh, no, I don't see it. Uh, so, anyways. Yes. <laughs> well, you froze a little bit. What was that? My back. Sorry, my internet here is not the best. <laughs> okay. Okay. No worries. Well, listen, I really thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day. Um, I do want to invite you and everybody at IQ and everybody listening to the Tile Nation sessions, which is happening tonight in about an hour and a half, six o'clock Eastern time. Uh, we've got three great interviews. Uh, okay. We're going to interview um, GoBoard is sponsoring. We're going to interview Dwayne Paradis from, from GoBoard and then Lee and Shane uh, or Lee and Jane uh, Callie, Calliwart. 
from uh, they, they're tile installers, really, really great tile installers out of Wisconsin. So I want to invite you and your whole team, you know, is welcome to come and check that awesome. out. I'll, well. share the, I'll share it with them for sure. Thank cool. you. You're welcome. Just head over to the tilenation.com. All right, Sarah. Well, I really appreciate it. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing to watch your marketing and, and IQ's mm-hmm. growth. Um, anything else you want to tell us before we hang up? Um, just appreciate you guys listening. And then just, you know, Stay tuned. We have some really cool stuff coming out of IQ um, in the next few we few weeks, and then we have the new IQ two twenty eight cyclone coming out at the end of the year, which I know there was a lot of buzz about. So super cool. excited! And then if you guys just you know go ahead and follow us and check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, message us. Uh, if you message, I'm the one that answers. I'm the one that runs all of our socials. So if it like I get a lot of ones that are like thanks, sir, and I'm like I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> right but we have a lot of stuff and we're working on this really super cool new webinar, virtual webinar program where we're going to be able to take you guys, you know, around our warehouse and do in-depth uh, trainings and discussion around our innovation, and our tools. So be on the lookout for that. We're really excited to bring that to market. So good. Good. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Sarah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Tile friends, that was Sarah Hurtado. Uh, She really gave us a lot to think about. I really appreciated a lot of what she was saying there. You know, get into the right mindset, um, get into the marketing mindset, and don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, Don't be afraid, you know, to do something unorthodox that that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And and by all means, show up and be where you say you're going to be on Instagram or, or Facebook, or just don't be there at all until you're ready. So I think. Uh, and of course, she said a lot more stuff. So I know uh, you appreciated that. Now, listen, I do want to remind you one more time. The Tile Nation Sessions is going live tonight. It is best experience on a web browser on your computer, Chrome browser. Just head over to the tilenation.com and, and there's a link on that page to take you to uh, the room, conference room. It's a great networking opportunity like nothing you've ever experienced before. It's really fun. There's virtual tables that six that can sit six people and you can have a, a chat with them. And then you can actually hop from table to table. And, and we've been having a lot of fun. We've been having about 40 people in there on average. And we've been doing it on Fridays. I did move it to Wednesday and a little later. So I hope to see some of you in there. Um, hopefully that timing works out good. We've got Lee Calliwert, uh, Jane, his wife. Uh, they are talking about their tile company, uh, Dragonfly Tile out of Wisconsin. And, and then we've got uh, Dwayne Paradise. Uh, from GoBoard, and he is going to tell us about his job, tell us about his tile experience. We've been just having fun. These are lighthearted discussions. Listen, these are shorter. They're like 15-minute Q&A from the audience, and and we are um, having a lot of fun with that and and networking. So I hope to see you all over there at 6 o'clock. And don't forget, we've got the Tile and Stone virtual trade show coming up May 18th through the 20th. I am super pumped about this. We've got a a great lineup. You can head over to tilestonevirtualtradeshow.com to check out our lineup, register to attend. We'll let you know, uh, register for talks that you want to hear. And we'll make sure that even if you don't get to join them live, you can actually watch them on the replays. We're going to be giving away lots of gifts. We've got gifts from uh, 
from GoBoard. We've got gifts from Laticrete. We've got gifts from Built with Foam. We've got a lot of gifts to give away. We've got actually several thousand dollars. So it's going to be actually the last day of the event on the 20th. We're going to be giving away all this stuff. And if you attend the event and you go to the virtual uh, exhibit booth, that's how you actually get your raffle tickets. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. All right, friends, uh, that's it for me. I'm going to um, pop off here and maybe have a quick beer and then see you over there at uh, the Tile Nation sessions in about an hour and a half. All right, so today's Tile Money tip is sponsored by Lady Creek International. And today, Ron is talking about a couple things. He's talking about reasoning and rationale, as well as printed prices. So enjoy this tip with Ron Nash, sponsored by Lady Creek right now. All right, here we go. Reason and rationale. Um, these are these feel disconjointed and feel like they're not connected, but they work psychologically the same way. All right, help me understand why why twenty five thousand dollars is too high. I mean, you realize the scope of work, right? You realize the glass in this shower is eleven thousand dollars of this. All of these little bits that you can give reason and rationale. Um, how did you arrive at that conclusion? Just tell me, just tell me how you came up with that this shower could, should cost you $10,000 when there's $9,000 worth of material in it. You know, all these things. Now, I'm, you know, some of these examples sound very aggressive the way I'm saying it, but the point is, is that, you know, you should be brainstorming questions. In fact, if you wanted to go back to your organizations, if you were more than a one-man shop and have conversation based on this, it may pay you well. Um, because here's the thing, the opposite of this is, how did you get the $25,000 on, on that? Well, let's go through the book here. Let me show you what we did on these projects. Here's some testimonials reference. Clients, let me go through some client case studies with you. Here's what we discovered when we tore apart that shower that is very similar to the shower that we looked at. We had to replace all the studs, we had to go replace the floorboard, you know, the subfloor. We had to go go through and make sure all the plumbing was redone because it was terrible. You know, these things that you can't see. You see where I'm going? So reason and rationale, promote, defend, defend, justify, justify, defend. Um, by the way, pricing structures. These are great ways to do this. Once again, limited authority. Who here has a printed price list? You don't do contracts, so why the hell would you have a printed price list? Printed price lists. Why does Starbucks? Why does Starbucks put the price on the back of the board, in front of all the or behind all the baristas? Saves time. It's, it's a maker. Saves time. Definitely saves time. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine every time you're trying to give me a, a mocha? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Well, your coffee's going to be twenty cents in the cup. Then I do two pumps of this. It's an extra ten cents. Then I do. Well, milk's expensive. That's a dollar fifty, right? Well, you're treating your customers like that right now. You're treating your customers like that right now. There are certain things in your business that you know cold. You know cold. If you know what cold, print it. Print it. And then you can, then you can do math over time to see whether you're being profitable or not profitable. And then you know where to raise your prices. Okay, so here's the problem. People one-off bid every single job that they do when a supplier gives you a price increase, you don't even know where to apply it. I don't know how you guys run businesses this way. I honestly don't. 
especially with Chinese tariffs. When you have tile suppliers that are cranking on 15 to 20% price increases, how do you know where to apply that? You see where I'm going? All right, so you probably hate this training. I'm, I'm giving you all, <laughs> you're like, this sucks. I gotta go back and do all this work, this sucks. All right, I really like uh, this short tip. Uh, in in those four minutes or so, Ron covered a couple things there. He shared, you know, the reasoning and, and rationale as well as, um, you know, the pricing thing. And I, I really feel like the reasoning and, and rationale with your clientele, that could be really powerful, but you would obviously wanna tweak that to fit your style of business and, and conversation. Um, the printed price list, you know, that's, that's also used as an authority figure for your business. And I don't necessarily, you know, think that you should be printing this out and sending this to everyone, sending this to contractors, et cetera. They might use it against you or, or, or just try to get um, people to bid lower than you are. You know, that's up to you and uh, your relationship with them when you want to give that to them. But if you do have this, you know, printed, you know, quote unquote on your computer or whatever, if you have it, not only can you look at it and it will help you uh, save time and doing estimates, you know, when, when the tile shops prices increases, when your suppliers prices increases for materials that you use every, every day and they let you know, then you can just easily uh, increase your percentage, increase your um, prices as well to reflect that. So it's going to be, you know, essentially, you know, what Ron is trying to get us to do is run systems and processes. And this is a system and process we can use so that we're not losing money. You can also point to it in Word when you're in discussion with a builder or whatever, and, and they're, you know, maybe attempting to get you to go lower than you want. You can, you can say something like, look, sir, you know, my printed price list will not allow me to come down past this dollar amount. After that, I, I would be losing money. So this is the this is the way, a couple different ways you can use that printed price list. You know, I, I don't necessarily think Ron's telling you to print this out and, and hand it out to the neighborhood kids. So, all right, friends, I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that I've given you something to think about and some helpful advice that you can apply in your business. If you have not yet heard of my upcoming virtual tile trade show, and it's before May 18th. I wanted to tell you a little bit about it. This is happening uh, May 18th, 19th, and the 20th. 20th. Go visit uh, tilestonevirtualtradeshow.com. Follow the link in the show notes, tilestonevirtualtradeshow.com. You can register for this event. We have a great three-day schedule with over 15 speakers. We've got... Um, we're going to be talking a lot about gauge porcelain tile panels. We're going to be talking about working with your con fellow contractors. We're going to be talking more about marketing. We're going to be talking about bookkeeping, uh, making a profit on every job, expanding your business, becoming a five-star contractor. These are just a few of the subjects. That was the first day, actually, of subjects. So if you head over to tilestonevirtualtradeshow.com, you can actually register so that you don't miss any of these events. If you can't make them live, hey, I get it. We got to work. Uh, you might not have been working the last few weeks. And if you're working now, go make that money. That's what I'm talking about. But if you cannot make this live, don't worry. If you registered, 
I will be sending you replay links to all the talks so that you will, in the weeks that follow, you'll be able to catch these in your, your free time, in your office time, whatever the case might be, you'll be able to catch the highlight reels, so to speak, or, or watch the whole show. Uh, we are, there are some reasons to attend, uh, you know, at least part of the event. You definitely want to visit our virtual trade booths with uh, Ladercrete, with uh, GoBoard, uh, several other uh, virtual trade booths. We're going to have an inventor's trade booth. You definitely want to visit those because when you visit the trade booths, even if you just pop in and out of each one of them and say hi, collect some info, uh, you get registered for the prize package. We've got thousands of dollars worth of prizes to give away. So I'm, I'm really excited about this huge raffle we're going we're gonna to hold on the last day. So... Uh, come check it out. Virtual, uh, excuse me, Tilestone Virtual Trade Show.com. Register for it. Uh, come visit us. Visit the trade booths, the virtual trade booths to get registered for this huge raffle that we're giving away. We've got thousands of dollars worth of prizes to give away. So we're going to be giving away, uh, picking lots of different names um, to spread out the love, so to speak. All right, Tile friends, that's it for me today. Uh, I really, truly hope that you're staying profitable out there, Tile friends. Talk to you next week.